Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Well, hey there, and in honor of Valentine's Day this week, welcome to this episode of Anti-Aging Insights. We are talking all about lips with the one, the only, Dr. Sarah Zanodini. She is an aesthetic physician and primary care dermatologist with a background in family medicine. Aesthetics is her passion, and she is the medical director and instructor of the CBAM, Canadian Board of Aesthetics Medicine, in Vancouver. And she comes on the podcast today to talk all about how she approaches lip filler. So if you have been wondering about lip filler, who needs it? How did she do this? How do you approach lip filler? What are all the ins and outs? What are things to look out for? Then this episode is for you. So uh, without any further ado, let's welcome Dr. Sarah onto the podcast. Hello, Dr. Sarah. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. I've had a chance to meet you and work with you a little bit at CBAM over the last uh, couple of months. So it's great. And I wanted to have you on to chat all about lip filler. But, But even before we get to that, I'd love it if you could take few minutes and introduce yourself to the audience so people can learn a little bit about you and your background. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah. I am an aesthetic physician and a primary care dermatologist. So basically, my background is family medicine. I just always had a special interest in aesthetic and dermatology. And as Terry mentioned, I'm also the medical director of CBAM, Canadian Board of Aesthetic Medicine branch in Vancouver, and also um, one of the instructors. And that's how we actually met. Excellent. And where is your uh, aesthetic practice? Just so people know in case they hear stuff and they want to reach out to you. Can you share where, where you're practicing as well? Yeah, sure. So I work at different clinics. So I work at CBAM. I still have some private patients there. I work at Halcyon Clinic in Port Moody. And also there is a new clinic opening up in downtown called Promethean, which is going to be big and I'm going to be working there as well. Amazing. Okay. So you're busy, you're in lots of different places and I'm not surprised given how great you are at what you do. So thank you. Super excited to chat with you. And I know that one of the areas that you're really passionate about is lip and lip fillers. And so we thought that would be a great topic for today. And maybe we can go over the next 10 minutes or so, your approach to it, different techniques you use, things to watch out for, and that sort of thing. So maybe we can start with just an overview of why someone would come in to get lip filler, how you approach that, and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely one of my most favorite treatments because I think with a little bit of product, like even with one ml or even less than that you can make a huge difference and in my opinion everybody is a good candidate for it in my opinion it's a unisex treatment and everybody can have it regardless of their age i know that for people who maybe never had it or new to it they always think it's something for young people who want to have juicy lips or sexy lips but it's not just that i look at it as a big anti-aging thing for more mature people because lips age like other parts of the face, like they age big time, but many of us maybe don't think of it as something that actually age. So 
It's great for just like making it a little bit more refreshed, younger, get rid of the wrinkles. As we age, we lose the borders. And so it's not just about giving big, big volume in the lips or changing the shape. However, that is also something that you can do with lip filler for people who love to have bold results or really, really big lips. It's very subjective. My preference is to have more natural lips, so kind of like try to enhance the shape that they have, correct any abnormalities or asymmetries, anything that we can basically work on. But also there are some people who want really, really big lips and I think that's okay too. <laughs> I'm open to that as well. That's great. That's great. What's your approach to people that come in with a picture of a celebrity and they say, I want lips like that person. Is that realistic or what do you do in those cases? Yeah, it is not because it depends like what shape you're starting with. I mean, it's good actually to bring pictures. So when you go to an injector, if you bring pictures, at least they can understand what you have in mind or like what you like, what kind of shape, but obviously it's not guaranteed that they can deliver that to you. And also it's not just about adding volume to the lips. It's about all like the ratios, like the distance between your lip and the nose or the chin or your face shape or so many other things. So even if we can create that lips on someone, it doesn't mean that it's going to look good. So it's good to trust the people that you go to. And yeah, when I do the consultation, I try to figure out what they really like, like what shape and stuff, but I also try to give them like my insight on what I think would look good and what I think it doesn't look good. And if basically can come to a conclusion and like a mutual decision, then I'll go ahead with it. And if I feel that it's something that I absolutely think is inappropriate and that's what they want and I cannot deliver that, then I'll just be honest about it and say, maybe we're not a good fit. Right. That makes sense. You mentioned it's a unisex treatment. Yeah. So do you approach men versus women differently when they come to have their lips done? Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to assume that because my client or my patient, whatever you uh, like to call it, is a male person that like, oh, they don't want feminine shape or whatever. They always discuss that. Some men might like it and some men don't want any feminization. So yeah, it really depends on what they want. But again, if it's for anti-aging purposes, then yeah, like it doesn't matter if they just want like more hydration or they've lost their borders. But yeah, again, the approach is different because we have masculine features and feminine features and try to work around that. For sure, for sure. What about different types of lips? Like I know there's Russian lips, there's various types Mm, of lips. Do you find that certain people are wanting certain types of lips or is there a trend that you're seeing now uh, with regards to lip treatments? Yeah, I think um, Russian lips has been very trendy like recently. And then there was keyhole lips or so many things. I personally don't have a problem with it if it's something that's suitable for that person and patient like we can go with it but sometimes it's just what they want is not what they need because different techniques do different things like sometimes we want to add volume we want to add height we want to make the mouth bigger or make it look smaller so it really depends what we want to do and that's how i choose the technique 
and that's how a good injector would do that. So it's not like that there's one prescription or one technique for everyone, right? You basically have to like really customize it for that person's needs. It's not like, oh, my style is Russian lip and then I'll just hit everybody with a needle doing Russian lip on everybody. That does not make sense to me. Right. Fair enough. Now, one of the other things that I know is really important to talk about when you have, when you do a treatment with a patient is, unfortunately, potential things that can go wrong or complications. What are those things that people need to look out for and how do you minimize that and how do you approach that part of it? Yeah, very good question. So I'm not going to lie that, oh, it's like a 100% safe treatment and nothing ever going to happen to you. That's not true. The, there are complications with any fillers that you do. There are some of them that are common and not a big deal. Like, yeah, lips get swollen, they get bruised for the first few days might not look very pretty, but that's a temporary thing and it's going to go away. So it is important that uh, when somebody wants to get lip filler, they should be aware of that and don't schedule it before a big event or if they have a speech or they're going to a party because the injector cannot really promise or control the amount of uh, bruises or bleeding. It's just going to happen. Very rare, but really serious complication would be if there is a blockage of the vessels that will compromise the blood flow to the lip. That, that would be like the worst nightmare with any filler. The risk is very rare. And the way that we try to prevent it is by knowing the anatomy and using the right technique, using the safe technique, and basically try to prevent that. And then also educating the person about the signs of it in case it happens. So at least they're aware of what might happen and when they should call their injector. It is very important for people to have some sort of after hour service with the clinic or the person that delivered that to them in case they need to get in touch with them. The good thing is that we have a we have an antidote for it. We have a solution for it. So we have a medication that dissolves the filler. So if it happens, it's not the end of the world. If we catch it early, it is reversible. So that's the most serious one. And also sometimes we use that medication if somebody is not super happy with the shape or they've had like old lip filler and just want to get rid of it and get a fresh filler or just don't want it anymore. So that's also doable. Other complications, one of the most common ones is lumps. Sometimes people feel lumps or see lumps. That is not a very huge deal to me as long as, in my opinion, if you're happy with your lip shape and you maybe just feel some lumps, but you don't really see them, I would just leave it alone because they soften over time. But obviously, if they see a lump, then we can dissolve. We can try to just dissolve that little amount of it. The other complication or an adverse event that people don't like is called migration that I think a lot of people are now familiar with it. And then some people call it like the filler mustache or things like that. It's basically happens when the filler moves from inside the lip or either like to the space above the lip or like on the upper lip or below the lower. If it happens, we can easily dissolve it with the enzyme. And the reason for it to happen is Sometimes it could be the wrong technique, mm -hmm. but honestly, not all the time, because sometimes the lips look great for six months and it eventually happens. It's just because this is a small space and we put the filler and then it eventually migrates or 
certain shapes like the Russian lip or when you do the borders, higher risk for migration. So yeah, it is something that could happen. But again, to me, it's not the end of the world. It sounds like most of these things, although you never want any of these complications to happen with the chemical, the medication that we have to dissolve things, most of them yeah. can be fixed. Yeah. Yes. Which is very reassuring. That's great. You've given us a huge amount of information, a quick rundown on lip treatments. <laughs> and I know that you do, yeah. like I said, I know you do tremendous work when it comes to everything, but lips as well. So it's Thank great you. to get your thoughts and, and your, your insights for, for everybody here. I think just before we finish off, maybe I can have you share your contact information so that if people are hearing this and they want to get in touch with you about lip filler or any other treatments, how can they best go about doing that? Yeah, thank you for asking me that. My Instagram ID is, as you probably can see there, my name is Dr. Sarah Zainuddini. And then please, I ask people to follow me. And then if they have any questions, they can always send a direct message. And then depending on where their location is, then we can set them up at one of the clinics if they want to even come for a consult. Amazing. And just to be clear, so your Instagram handle is your full name or it's abbreviated? I just yes, remember. it's my full name. Full name. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking some of your time to chat with me and with the listeners and the viewers. It's really, really appreciated. And uh, I know you're very busy. So that's the main thing. I want to say a huge thank you to you for, for sharing some oh. of your knowledge and, and some of the time with us. No, I'm, I'm honored to be a guest on your think i know that you do a lot of this and um it was fun i'd be happy to show up again in the future Amazing. thanks so much well there you go i hope you enjoyed that episode with dr sarah zanadini as you heard she has tons of experience and really great insights when it comes to getting uh, lip treatments that are complementary with whatever it is that the client is looking for if you want to learn more about dr sarah or you want to get in touch with her on instagram as she mentioned, it is simply her name, and I'll spell that out for you. You would be searching for Dr. Dr. Sarah, S-A-R-A, Zainodini, Z-E-I-N-O-D-D-I-N-I. Thank you again for tuning in this week. I look forward to bringing you a bunch more interviews in the next little while. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and uh, I'll talk to you again real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.